Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Shep Hyken. He's the best-selling author of Amaze Every Customer Every Time, 52 tools, count them, 52 tools for delivering the most amazing customer service on the planet. Good to have you here, Shep. It is great to be here. An honor, a pleasure. Thanks Flattered. for joining us. Nice to see you, Taryn. <laughs> Go on. Uh, so first things first, we should say this isn't your first foray into the customer service book business. This is your fifth book. How is this one different from the other four? Well, every one of them have built uh, from the very first one, which was written actually in the late 1980s going into the early 90s was Moments of Magic. Mm -hmm. Title of the book and a theme throughout all of my teachings and trainings and, and speeches and books on customer service. And every time uh, I write a new book, the idea is what's happened over the last couple of years that I've written about, seen, explored, observed, mm -hmm. that can go into a new, new book, new publication. What I find interesting is you don't deny the fact that this is not a book to be read. Correct. What did you mean by that? It's a book to be used. Uh -huh. As a matter of fact, if you want to start, if you're one of those people that like to start at the beginning and then at the end, perfect. I love you. However, some of you just open up and something catches your eye randomly. There's 52 tools. Now, I believe that all 52 tools in the book, they're tactics and strategies to deliver great and amazing service. Every one of those could be applied to virtually any job in any industry. Sometimes it takes a little bit more creativity and thought by the person, although it's very easy for me because I live this. But you know, you go through, you find two or three that you like, and even if you find just one idea that you like in a book, any book that you pick up and read, it pays for itself exponentially. Right, and it's one more than you had before you picked exactly. up Exactly. So there you go. We'll get to a few of the 50 tool in a moment. Great. But you say in the book that all transformations in terms of customer amazement need a role model. And in this book, you highlight Ace Hardware. I do. What is it about Ace that's so impressive? Isn't that interesting? You know, a hardware store, what can they teach yeah, us about customers? Yeah, I was shocked, to be honest. Well, here's why. Number one, uh, as of today, seven years in a row, they've won the J.D. Power Award for customer service in their industry. That's pretty impressive. They go up against companies like Lowe's and Home Depot, Menards, and other major chains and big box stores. And here are these Ace Hardware stores. They're independently owned. Uh, they're entrepreneurial in nature. They're much smaller. Sometimes they're one-tenth the size of the Home Depot that goes up less than a block away, yet they survive. And how do they do it? Well, they do it with customer service and creating an experience that the customer can get from them that they might not be able to get at their competitors. So another reason I chose them is that I believe that Ace Hardware is, is an example of everybody, meaning uh, they're a small entrepreneurial business, individually owned stores, a dealer, uh, a family owned store. Perhaps there's a chain. Maybe somebody has uh, done well and buys two, three, four, five. There's one particular chain uh, in the Midwest that has 80 stores. That's okay. a lot of stores. And they're a multi-billion dollar company out of Chicago. So they're everybody. And they have put together an incredible program that delivers service. Matter of fact, Business Week did a survey. They said that Ace, uh, out of the top 25 brands in customer service in the world, Ace was number 10. And amazingly, they beat out the Ritz-Carlton, who was number 12. Well, they must be doing something right. And Ace, yep. Ace is the place. As the they helpful say. hardware place. That too. And uh, by the way, that word helpful is very important. That's the word that differentiates them from everyone else. If you walk into a Home Depot, 
they give you very nice customer service. They're very friendly. You walk in, hey, I need this. They tell you where it is. They're homie. Right. <laughs> and if you walk into an Ace Hardware store and you say, and they ask you, you know, what can I help you find today? They'll tell you, and then they'll take you there. And on the way, they'll ask you, so what are you using this for? Uh, let me make a suggestion that might save you money. As a matter of fact, I went into a store. I was getting ready to buy this you know, I don't know, like gizmo thing that held my door to the wall. It was like an elaborate hinging system. And they said, you don't need that. And that's expensive. Buy this. It saved me money. I thought, wow. I appreciate yeah. that. And, right. and, you know, basically they're more interested in taking care of me than they were just making a sale that Right. Day. So they're focused on you, the customer, and mm -hmm. what, what helps your bottom line and help, you know, betters your life right. instead of what betters their bottom line. Right. But when you come in and you say, you know what, I need a can of paint. They don't point you to the paint department. They ask you, what are you painting? And and what type of paint do you need? Oh, and by the way, do you need brushes? And that's more than do you want fries with that hamburger? Right. No. Taking a real interest right. in you as and a customer. Because they are, they would like to upsell or cross-sell you, but they're doing it because you need it, not because they want to make money on it. And ultimately right. they will, but here's why. They don't want you to go home and say, oh, I wish I would have thought of the drop cloth. Darn it. Okay, right. now I have to go back. They want to make sure you leave with everything. So they're trying to anticipate your needs. Exactly, and that's part of being helpful. Okay, yep. obviously, I'm sure it's involved in the mm -hmm. 52 tools. Uh, let's talk first, though, about seven amazement principles in the book, specifically the distinction between the moment of magic and the moment of misery. Ooh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about this. So, I mean, the seven amazement principles are, are the basic tenets of what I have been writing about for years. And it starts with a moment of truth, which is the interaction that you have with a customer. Jan Carlson from Scandinavian Airlines wrote a book back in the 80s titled Moments of Truth. And it was all about when a customer comes to into contact with any aspect of your business, they form an impression. Right. Is it going to be good or bad? And I've identified names for the good and the bad. Moments of magic are good. Moments of misery are bad. So misery is obvious. You know what that is. It's a complaint. It's a problem. There's also, by the way, one in the middle. There's uh, the moment of mediocrity. Hmm. That's just average. And, you know, unfortunately, most of the companies that we do business with are just average. But the good ones are creating moments of magic. And those are positive moments of truth. But the key is, uh, and don't think of a moment of magic, by the way, as something that's over the top. Wow. It's better than average. That's it. Just a little better than average. But the best companies, the ones that are amazing, do it all of the time. They're consistent. And it's that Ace. consistency. Yeah, Ace and, and uh, some of the other companies that are on that top 10 list and other lists as well. They are consistently and predictably better than average. And you go on to explore, we should say, five tactical areas of customer amazement. So I want to briefly go through those. First, you say leadership. You mentioned that everyone is in leadership when it comes to customer service. Yeah. What do you mean by that? If you're the top manager, CEO, CEO, or if you're the newest hired employee, you can be a leader. If you're brought in, you have the right attitude, they train you properly, they being the company, and you're out there and you're doing your job well, other people will say, oh, look at him or her. I, look, they are just doing a great job. And that's kind of a leadership position. You, you own that. As a matter of fact, the very first tool in the book uh, of the 52 is act like an owner. Anybody can act like a leader. Anybody can act like an owner. They just have to step up and do it. And that's, that's key, obviously, in customer service. Uh, culture is another one you mentioned. Tell me about that. Well, I think the DNA, and this especially is important for the C-suite, customer service has to be entrenched into the DNA of any company. And where does it start? It starts at the top. And it can't be a do-as-I-say, not-as-I-do mentality. It has to be one where uh, the C-level people will actually just not only define what the culture should be, but then they actually communicate it. They disseminate it, as I say. They deploy it with training. Uh, they demonstrate 
operate it themselves. Uh, do, they, you think, do you find that a lot of C-suite uh, executives are not doing that? Well, unfortunately, some aren't, but the best are. Mm -hmm. uh, if you go into, well, let's take one of the best companies. I'm sure you've, you're, you're a customer of theirs. Where do you buy your shoes? Anywhere online? Perhaps a place that starts with a Z? Zappos? Zappos.com <laughs> has an amazing culture. As a matter of fact, they talk about wowing the customer. And you want to know what wows them? Sure, they surprise and delight their customers. But more impressively, you don't have bad experiences with them. They are consistently and predictably better than average. And it started with Tony Shea, who said, hey, I'm going to start this company. He started small. He doesn't have, I mean, the guy sold his company for close to a billion dollars. Wow. That's a lot of money. And you want to know where he sits? He sits in a cubicle in the middle of everybody. In the marketing department and anybody can come up and talk to him. He doesn't like doors on offices. He likes to be accessible. He likes to model the behavior that everybody is supposed mm -hmm. to deliver. And I think that's a perfect example. Now that may be to an extreme. Uh, let's talk about another one. Um, he's no longer with us, Walt Disney. Mm -hmm. Walt Disney built up a great empire. Walt Disney had something he called stooping to excellence. And this is great for anybody, let alone especially, you know, people in leadership. Sounds like an oxymoron. How can you stoop to excellence? Well, but he did. But Here's he, what he, he did. Proved that it could be done. When he walked in, and just as any executive, when they're walking through the building, all eyes are on that leader. Right. Correct? Well, all eyes are on Walt Disney when he walked into the theme park. And if he saw a piece of paper on the ground, he would stoop down, stooping to excellence, pick it up, and throw it away. Because that's what he had to do to demonstrate what everybody else should do. If he walked by it, he gave permission for everyone else to walk by it. So in a sense, he is demonstrating at the highest level what should be done. Right. That, that's key. Obviously, it worked for him. So yep. if you're a C-suite executive who's not employing these techniques, you better start. Right. Because <laughs> it can only help. And what about community? How does community fit into customer service? Well, the belief is, and, and Ace's belief is to give back to the community. But there's two sides of this. Uh, I believe that you want to build out your community. You want to get to know your community. You want to be entrenched in your community. So even if you're national or global in scale, you can still be local in feel. Um, give you an example. Applebee's is what? What's their tagline? The neighborhood. Welcome to the neighborhood. Yeah, your like neighborhood that, right? bar and grill, right. neighborhood restaurant, whatever. And that's what. They, even though they're this big national chain that had hundreds and hundreds of restaurants, they wanted you to have a local feel. And I think that's what any company and any business can do. If I'm a large grocery store chain and I have stores in Florida, and then I have stores in New York. Uh, I think the stores in Florida, especially if in Miami, might have a little bit more Cuban flair to it. I might carry different items than I might right. up in the store. So I'm going to be conscious of that. So I'm going to build out my community. I'm going to know my community. I want to communicate with my community. Really important with social media. But then there's another side of it, and that's the altruistic side. That's the charitable side. That's the giving back to community. One of the things that ACE loves to do, and any company should emulate themselves here to ACE, is that in a time of need, they're there. Uh, hurricane, storm, they'll stay open 24 hours a day, seven, well, they're always open typically seven days a week, but they'll stay open all night. C-Suite Radio. You've discussed a little bit about why we need to amaze customers, but why is it so important to amaze other businesses, Chef? When you say amaze other businesses, I believe if you want to be a benchmark for others, and you should be, if you want to be recognized as a leader, customers from a consumer standpoint come in, but businesses do businesses, some business other times with other businesses. So you do want to impress them the same as any other customer. We want to create that reputation. I think there's another world that we want to impress. If we want to impress our customers at a consumer level, businesses in the B2B level, uh, we also want to impress our employees. I think we really need to work on that culture and really focus on it. 
uh, from the high up level of a company, it needs to be defined and it needs to be communicated crystal clear. And then we need to, to live it. We need to live it internally. What's happening on the inside of an organization is being felt on the outside by the customer. It's that simple. Final thought, Shep, for someone, a business leader out there who's mm -hmm. already amazing customers, why should they read your book? Just because. It's great. No, it will change <laughs> your life. Here's the thing about books. I think uh, it's Charles Tremendous Jones, famous speaker and author, once said, five years from now, the only difference in your life is going to be the people you hang around with in the books that you read. He said something like that. And I think that is so appropriate. So what we're looking for in the book is this book is not going to change your life. This book is not going to change the company overnight. This book is going to give you an idea or two or maybe 52 ideas. Because I suggest if you use the book the right way, once a week, take one of these 52 ideas and share it with your team. Over the and course then, of a year. Right. Next year. And then like a good shampoo, you wash, you rinse, and you repeat. Oh. And you do it again year after year. So you've got something to talk about and focus on. But once a week, you put an idea of service. So you, even if it's not the greatest idea that you can implement, you're still constantly talking about customer service. This is a tool to do that. This book is actually to be, as we mentioned earlier, used, not just read. So the idea behind that, if you, you know, why read this book? Well, again, any book, if you can get one idea, just one gem, it could change an awful lot. It could make things better. The payoff is exponential. Well, Shep, we're out of time, but thank you so much. This is really an amazing read, and I say that pun intended because it truly well, thank is. You. And thank like, you very much. Like you said, if you can gain one new thing, it's going yeah. to amaze your customers. So thank you again for your time. And if you'd like to find out more about Shep or the book, check out our website. It's csweetbookclub.com, c-sweetbookclub.com. Thanks for joining us here on Bestseller TV. We'll see you next time. And thank you again. Thank you. Like what you just heard, visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.